Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Good Fortune. It's me, Jamie Wright, and we are here with yet another weekly forecast. Um, I just had a little um, <laughs> real like BFA and theater winning moment where um, my upstairs neighbor's window AC unit was dripping on my window AC unit, as it does every summer, but I've never been recording a podcast in the summer. So I was like, is this gonna, you know, is the mic gonna pick up this noise? Um, and of course, you know, the noise from water falling from for water falling about 50 feet and then smacking on a piece of metal is actually um, quite loud. <laughs> and um, I, I pressed record, I did a little test recording about half an hour ago. And it was just like every five to seven seconds, you heard a loud metallic splat. And I was like, oh gosh, what am I going to do? I'm not even sitting that close to the window. If I sit in another part of my apartment, you're going to hear the kids who hang out in the hall all day. So like, what am I going to do? And um, I found a couple random pieces of foam in my closet and put those on top of the AC and it has definitely reduced the splat noise. Um, so if you are hearing that, my apologies. If you're not hearing it, just know that um, I'm a genius with a BFA. Anyway, um, <laughs> I guess with that little prelude where you're really getting some insight into... Um, <laughs> the mundanity of my everyday life. Um, let's get into this weekly forecast. This is a really cool week. It's a new moon week. If you're listening to this on Sunday the 18th when I've released this, it is the day of the new moon in Gemini. Happy new moon. Um, the moon is the moon and the sun are both squaring Neptune. We are definitely in a vibe. I hope you're doing something fun and creative and imaginative today. Um, but, you know, going into this coming week, this is the forecast for Monday, June 19th until Sunday, June 26th. Um, happy Pride <laughs> to all who celebrate. Um and I guess just starting off, I talked a bit about this last week. So we have the new moon on the 18th in the sort of latter degrees of Gemini, and then the moon goes into Cancer. And so we start off Monday with the moon in Cancer. And as I talked about last week, the moon is going to be void, um, not making aspects to any traditional planets until the morning of Wednesday the 21st. So from Sunday night until Wednesday morning, the moon is basically on do not disturb mode, as I like to say. The moon is off on her own little journey. She has her headphones on. She's walking the Prospect Park loop. She's not answering her texts. Um, but... And it's it's interesting because this is coming right off the new moon, so we're in fresh territory. We're still in the part of the moon's phase where the moon is very dark. There's no light. There's no sort of information to collect. And, the, and with the moon being this void, there really is zero information to collect. So this week starts off very slow, very meditative, very insightful. 
Um, so on Monday the 19th, the moon is in Cancer. And basically is spending the whole day forming a square to Chiron. So the moon is still pretty much void, but the moon will be making aspects to outer planets throughout Monday and Tuesday. And that square to Chiron, you know, as we've talked about Chiron before, Chiron is the wounded healer. Chiron is this sense of, you know, healing and forgiveness. And But it can bring up pain. It can bring up sensitive feelings. Um, so the moon is in Cancer where she's very happy, but she's approaching Chiron all day. Again, Monday might be a little bit of a more sensitive, emo kind of vibe. Um... But the really interesting thing about Monday is that even though the moon, who the moon is kind of, you know, our our easiest connection <laughs> to what's going on with the planets, but the moon is void. Simultaneously, we're having a very interesting sort of rare collective aspect, which is at 11.53 a.m. on Monday, we have Jupiter sextile Saturn. And so Jupiter and Saturn, when they come together in any kind of aspect, this is about the collective. This is about the culture. Jupiter is our dreams and our visions and how we sort of expand and it's trends and it's how we like think about, you know, our our collective like wishes and dreams and wants and making things come true collectively whereas Saturn is okay you have that big dream Jupiter but what's the structure how are we gonna you know put these ideas into place um and there are these two visible planets that still take a long time to go around the zodiac Jupiter takes 12 years Saturn takes almost 30 years um and Jupiter and Saturn only come together in a conjunction once every 20 years and so the Jupiter-Saturn conjunctions are thought of as like these resets to the collective sort of culture. And we had the last Jupiter-Saturn conjunction on December 21st, 2020. So on the winter solstice at the end of 2020. And Jupiter and Saturn back then were conjunct at zero degrees of Aquarius. And this is really significant because the way Jupiter and Saturn interact with each other um, when they come together for these conjunctions every 20 years they always come together in the same element but over these courses of like 200 years so from around 1800 until the year 2000 the Saturn Jupiter conjunctions were always in earth signs except notably for the Saturn Jupiter conjunction in 1981, which was in Libra, but every other Saturn-Jupiter conjunction from 1800 until 2000 uh, was in an Earth sign. And, you know, that was a period that was really marked by huge changes to the way we think of the Earth, the way we think of money, the way we think of these tangible things, you know. The beginning of that Jupiter-Saturn cycle in Earth science was the beginning of, you know, industrialization and the Industrial Revolution. And it saw us as, uh, you know, a human, as humanity <laughs> enter this period where we were taking advantage of the Earth. Um, and then when they came together first in 1981, 
in Libra, that was when we're entering what astrologers call the age of air. And so in 1981, like that was sort of the dawn of us not leaving, you know, the earth advantages that we'd taken, putting those on the back burner and now starting to take advantage of air, taking advantage of technology and social information. And we had that conjunction in 1981, but then in 2000, we were back in earth for one last go round. Um, it, it was in May, 2000 that we had the conjunction, which was in Taurus. Um, and so that was sort of like one last rodeo with taking advantage of the earth. But then in 2020, we had them come together in Aquarius. And I know Austin Kopic, like many years ago on the astrology podcast, sort of described it as like that 1981 conjunction was setting up the future, but we weren't really living in it until we got to the next air sign conjunction in 2020. Um, and I think that that's really, you know, profound and resonant with the way, you know, society was, was coming together over the course of the eighties through the nineties, through the two thousands, the 2010s, and then in 2020 and, you know, in 2020, yes, it was the pandemic, but the pandemic, one of the big things that that sort of spurred in society was, everyone having to learn to use technology in a different way and engage with technology in a different way. And <laughs> Zoom, you know, became a household name. Um, people started working remotely. People started building businesses on the internet. You know, the earth, the tangible became less important as far as building your life and participating in culture. And it had been that way as, as we've talked about, and as I've said, for many, many years before that, as we all know, but it really wasn't until 2020 that I feel like a lot of those pieces were put together of like, oh no, we can move forward in this different direction. Um, and you know, this is what we're going to be focused on for this next 200 year cycle as, you know, a collective humanity. So we had that conjunction in 2020. And so on the, the collective level, I, I, I think of it as like, that was the beginning of the future. That was us, you know, we're in the Jetsons now. Um, but on a personal level, like the Jupiter-Saturn conjunction is definitely about claiming a new personal vision for your life. And especially if you're a person who has planets or placements that are around zero degrees of any of the fixed signs. So Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, Aquarius. Um, if you have placements in the early degrees of any of those signs, then that conjunction was also really personal to you. And collectively there, there was also just this sense of like, oh no, this is a, it's a fresh start. But Conjunctions are like new moons. Conjunctions are just the beginning of something. And so Monday, 11.53 a.m., we have Jupiter sextile Saturn. And this is the first aspect that Jupiter and Saturn have made to each other since that conjunction back in 2020. They had that conjunction on the winter solstice in 2020. And then they were both in the sign of Aquarius for pretty much the whole year of 2021 except for a point in the spring and summer when Jupiter dipped into Pisces. But 2021 was the very almost sort of like foundation building, like what is the vision? Um, and now in 
June 2023, right before another solstice, you know, that conjunction was on the winter solstice. The sextile is right before the summer solstice. And I think of this sextile as like, okay, what was the vision? What was the dream? What was that little seed um, that was being planted at the end of 2020? Um, how has that grown? What sort of strides have we made or have you made individually and collectively on those goals and dreams and visions that were being set back then? Um, and this is Jupiter and Taurus sextile Saturn and Pisces. So though what was happening back at that conjunction in December 2020 was more, it was Aquarius. So it was more ideological. It was more ideas based. It was more, you know, humanism. It was about the big ideas, the collective humanitarianism. But with Jupiter and Taurus and Saturn and Pisces, this is much more about, okay, what is the more tangible reality that I'm seeing coming out of those big ideas that I had back then. And I, I love that this is happening just as the summer solstice as we're getting to this like peak juicy time of the year. This also bittersweet time of the year when yes, it's the beginning of summer and we're having the longest day, but the days will continue to get shorter from here. Um, but I do think there's something that even though we're starting the week with this voidy moon, What's being revealed in this sort of slow, meditative, calmer space of this voidy moon is this sort of vision starting to come to fruition. Like you're starting to see um, you had that idea for the dinner party and now you're like setting the table, if you will. Um, and this is like a big theme of this whole year um Jupiter and Saturn are going to be playing off of each other all year and this is really but this checkpoint is sort of like we've been working working and working and working towards this and now we can really sink into it um so that's really how we're starting the week um so yeah give yourself space to really like feel the fullness of that on Monday. Monday is not going to be a very like productive day, I would say, but it's going to be a profound day. Um, we go into Tuesday, the 20th, the moon is still in cancer. The moon is still pretty voidy. Um, 12:33 AM. The moon is going to sextile Uranus at 1.23 p.m., the moon is going to trine Neptune. At 5.43 p.m., the moon will be opposite Pluto. Um, and then at 6.04 p.m., the moon enters Leo. And we start sort of slowly peeling out of that long, the long void that we've been in. And the, the vibe is definitely going to shift in the evening on Tuesday. But Tuesday, I would say, is a funky, <laughs> weird day. The moon is going to be pretty voidy. She's basically building up to oppose Pluto all day, which is, you know, as we said with the previous day with her uh, her squaring Chiron, like that's very sensitive. The moon opposing Pluto is just kind of intense and obsessive and I bring up the word fixation a lot with Pluto. Um but there's something that is definitely going to feel challenging about Tuesday. It's going to maybe feel like, oh, I want to do, I want to do stuff, but I'm exhausted and I don't know where to begin. And it feels like 
everything is biting off more than I can chew. Like, especially with the moon only interacting with the outer planets for most of the day, there's just this feeling of like, and of just like, I have to focus on all these big picture ideas and really long-term plans. And like the day-to-day to-do list is going to be very challenging. Um, and then once the moon enters Leo, we sort we get that vibe shift. <laughs> we get that shift of like, okay, we're no longer in sweet cancer. We're now in Leo. Things are getting fiery. Things are getting more passionate. Things are getting more emotional. Um, and at 10.37 p.m., the moon is going to square the nodes, which again is this kind of intense, faded energy. Um, but really all day Tuesday, I, I'm not going to lie, Tuesday is kind of a mess. <laughs> so if you can avoid you know, doing important things on Tuesday, I definitely would. It's a definitely kind of a give yourself grace kind of day. Um, you know, if you are Leo rising or you have Leo placements, you might start feeling more like yourself by the end of the day. Um, if you've been, especially if you've been kind of out of it, I feel like there's something about coming out of that long void into Leo. If you, especially if you're a Leo rising, it's definitely like, okay, I've finally come back online. But for most of us, I just think it's going to be a kind of tricky, sensitive day. If you make plans, make sure they're with safe, loving people (laughs) who really care about you. Um, and obviously if you do have things scheduled that you have to do, you have a job interview, you have a party, you have a date, like this isn't to say that that's going to be disastrous. It might end up being something really faded and really interesting and something that takes you somewhere eventually. But I think just like the feelings and the vibes are going to be off. There's almost like a nervous, nauseous kind of energy with this influence. Um, So now we're going to go into Wednesday the 21st, which is the day of the solstice, the summer solstice for those of us in the Northern Hemisphere. Um, I'm not sure I have any listeners in the Southern Hemisphere, so... (laughs) Um, But if I do, it's your winter solstice. But for all of us, it's a turning of a season, and we still have the moon in Leo, and... This, the 21st, this is my favorite day of the week. It's one of my favorite days I've seen in a while. Um, I love these vibes. So we have the moon in Leo, and at 9.14 a.m., the moon is going to square Jupiter. Um, And so that's, you know, that's a beautiful aspect, moon Jupiter. As I've talked about before, it's that local celebrity feeling. It's those good vibes. You know, when we have Leo, Taurus, it's like the big personality and the comfort friend coming together to make some magic happen. Um, And after the moon scores off with Jupiter in the morning on Wednesday, the moon's next aspect is conjoining Venus at 11.08 p.m. on Wednesday. So all day, the moon is going to be what we call enclosed by benefics, which is when the moon, you know, her last visit was with her dear pal Jupiter, the indulgent. And her next visit after that, she spends the whole day feeling happy (laughs) from Jupiter and making her way to another visitation with Venus, her other beautiful, helpful, 
you know, lovely friend. So we have, that's a really good feeling just in itself. Um, then 10.57 a.m., that's when the sun enters Cancer. So that is the moment of the, sol- the solstice. <laughs> that's when the summer begins, um, the morning of the 21st on the East Coast. We're leaving Gemini season behind and going into Cancer season. And after, you know, the sun changes signs and we head into, you know, our cardinal water sign, our matriarchy empowered, that is Cancer, we have two really kind of galvanizing aspects, or at least kind of maybe galvanizing in a femme subtle way, um, which is at 11.22 a.m. we have Mercury sextile Mars, and then at 9.42 p.m. we have Mercury sextile Chiron. And to me, these are aspects that are both kind of like pushing the envelope a little bit, pushing for truth, pushing for forgiveness, making things right, working things out, having good, deep conversation, um, doing some like beautiful writing, some poetry, some memoirs, some journaling. Um, I think some really incisive and deep conversations will happen with both of those influences. Um, And then we finish that day, 11.08 p.m., the moon conjunct Venus. So Wednesday, I think, is the best day this week, the day of the solstice, you know. Um, Definitely, productivity-wise, is great. It's a great day for buying groceries, cooking a meal, having a picnic, going out to dinner. Um, I will say if you are, like, shopping because the moon is going between the Jupiter-Venus square that we have going on all summer, which is a very indulgent aspect, um, you know, just be careful you don't buy too much. I will say that I went grocery shopping um, the day of the Venus-Jupiter square on June 11th, as I had kind of advised everyone, so I thought I'd take my own advice. And I did spend a lot of money at the grocery store, but I've like used everything I bought. And even though I like splurged a little bit, but I'm like, I deserved these dark cherries. I deserved this extra fruit, you know, I deserve these like higher quality, you know, groceries. I got this nice, you know, salmon, shrimp, etc. Um, But, you know, I did spend a little bit more than I usually would. So just, you know, take note that it's definitely a good day to shop and get stuff you'll actually enjoy. But if you're watching your budget, just just be careful, (laughs) you know, think, think before you throw something into the cart and maybe don't go grocery shopping hungry on Wednesday. Um... So yeah, Wednesday, great day, Bellissima, so excited. We then get into Thursday, June 22nd, 1.22 a.m., the moon enters her crescent phase, which, sorry, one thing to go back to Wednesday. Um, So yeah, we're finally, as we get into from Wednesday into Thursday, we're also finally hitting the crescent phase of the lunar cycle which is where, you know, the new moon phase is where we plant a seed. And by the crescent phase, that seed has become a sprout. And I like to say, you know, don't, if you're going to set intentions for the new moon, don't do it on the day of the new moon. Wait until the moon is about at her crescent phase when you've had enough time to sit with it and meditate and we're getting some visibility so that 
what you're putting out there is actually catching on to something, is actually getting a little bit of light, is actually getting a little bit of attention. Um, so Wednesday actually also is a really good day to kind of put things out there or just to like set your intentions, um, whether that just be like having a little writing journal sesh, whether um, it's sort of meeting up with a friend and sort of setting goals together, which I think would be a cool idea. I'd like to adopt it. Perhaps some of the rest of us can adopt it. Um, but that's definitely a great thing to do on Wednesday too, because yeah, 1.22 AM Eastern on Thursday, the moon enters that crescent phase. Um, 8.41 AM on Thursday, we have the moon conjunct Mars. So we're starting off the day on Thursday with that sort of ouch, um, moon Mars, passionate, but also maybe a little bit of conflict, maybe a little bit of uncomfortable feelings, you know, with them both being in Leo, it might be sort of an ego battle. Um, but there's, you know, there's definitely some heat in the air on Thursday morning. Um, 11.51 a.m., the moon is going to sextile Mercury. And then 1 p.m., the moon is going to square Uranus. Um, so maybe something a little bit unexpected Thursday afternoon. And then the moon is going to go void, a true void, no contact with any planet, other planet, not even the outers, for 17 hours and 35 minutes. So... <laughs> You know, if you have things to get done on Thursday, I mean, the moon Mars can also make for, you know, productivity, inspiration, you know, I think of it as a sweat it out kind of aspect as well. But, you know, if you have things to get done on Thursday, get it done in the morning because the afternoon on the East Coast and for the West Coast, it's really kind of your whole day is gonna be slower, lazier. You're gonna wanna, you know, when the moon is void, it's not that nothing happens or nothing goes on but you're going to you're going to be following the roads less traveled you're going to be wanting to make space to like dream and imagine or get lost um wait for insights to come to you um and less initiating um and so that's taking that will take us all the way into Friday morning. But before we get there, 11:52 p.m. on Thursday, we have Mars trine Chiron. So Mars, you know, the planet of action and separation and fighting and, you know, war, if you will, trine Chiron, the wounded healer, you know. The, the sensitive warrior. Um, both Mars and Chiron in their own way are, you know, warriors, fighters. And those two coming together is this kind of intense healing. I think of it almost like an incision. Um, and just to take us through that Mars-Chiron cycle. So we had Mars and Chiron conjunct back on June 15th of 2022. And then... Mars then was, you know, in Gemini for seven months. So Mars and Mars and Chiron sec were sextile three times throughout that on September 18th, December 19th, and then February 11th. So there was maybe some kind of healing journey, some incision, some cut that was felt around June 15th. That then you more information was revealed about that, you know, in September or in December or in February. 
And then on April 27th, we had the Mars Chiron square, which is again, that's another kind of like prick or ouch or cut. Um, but to in a way it's like, it's an ouch that then leads to healing. It's all a healing journey <laughs> with Chiron. Um, but the square me, the square back on April 27th meant that there was a little bit, something was tough. Something was at odds. Um, you know, it's, it's sort of like the, oh, this cut has really healed, but now it's, you know, something is shaken loose in it a little bit, but now this trine that's happening on Thursday, that is, you know, that is we're back to sort of understanding and healing and almost growing. And it's like uh, Mars, the fighter, and Chiron, the healer, are really working together in that journey. Um, and so that, you know, that's the moon is void. So it's maybe not the best time to like initiate some kind of intense conversation. But it might, you might find that like in some of your wanderings, you find some personal healing that you've really needed on Thursday or like space to forgive someone who's hurt you or a situation that's hurt you or a job that's hurt you. Um, then we go into Friday, the 23rd. Um, the moon is still in Leo until 6.35 a.m. The moon enters Virgo. Um, and then at 10.24 a.m., the moon is sextile the sun. So at this point, the moon and the sun are 60 degrees apart. The moon is really <laughs> getting her own. She's really like in her own vibe. She's far away from the sun. Not far away, but she's 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 moved on. She's getting her light. <laughs> um, and, you know, the 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 vibes of this lunar cycle are starting to pick up. The energy is starting to really pick up from here. Um but so that that is a positive thing about Friday. But the tricky thing about Friday is that after the moon connects with the sun at 1024 a.m., she's going to spend the rest of the day applying to an opposition with Saturn. And, you know, the moon Saturn is this kind of tough negotiation. You know, Saturn is restrictions and boundaries. And Saturn, you know, all this week is still pretty much sitting at her station degree. And so Saturn is really kind of stuck and still and really holding fast to whatever she's thinking and whatever her agenda is in each of our lives. And the moon sort of spending the whole day opposing that energy is maybe a, it's coming into contact with a lot of limits or restrictions or just feeling that there's not as much freedom of movement or like things just have to be taken so, so, so seriously. Um, but after she finally clears that opposition with Saturn at 9.07 PM, she then is going into a trine with Jupiter, which goes exact at 10.53 PM. And so that's obviously a much happier, there's much more freedom, there's much more exuberance and energy. And even though there is this sort of restrictive limiting nature to Friday, what I do find interesting about it is that the moon is kind of hearkening back to that Saturn Jupiter, you know, conversation, that Saturn Jupiter aspect that we had back on Monday. That's really about, you know, the world building we've been doing on a long term collective and personal level. And so when that aspect happened on Monday, as you know, as I talked about, the moon was really voidy. We were kind of lost in our thoughts. And Friday 
even though it might be a, a less quote unquote fun day, there's something where we're maybe really seeing that work become visible um, on Friday through the moon making ass, especially the moon in Virgo. <laughs> the moon in Virgo is like, let me give you like a detailed inventory of all the work you've done. It's like when you see a consultant and they do a follow-up report, like that sort of is what ha is happening on Friday. You're getting a progress report from the moon and it's not a harsh progress report necessarily. It's just, you know, the moon is just telling you what's up and she's telling you the details. <laughs> um, and yeah, and so yeah, there's something restrictive, but especially after 9 p.m., there might be sort of a second wind you know, the second half of the night, if you're going out, is going to feel a lot more fun. It's like, okay, I did, I did all the work and now I want to dance. Maybe you're working late on Friday and then you can have fun, um, after nine o'clock on the East coast. Um, so the moon does that trying to Jupiter at 10 53 PM. And then Saturday, June 24th, there are no aspects all day, no aspects, just vibes. Moon doesn't make an aspect. <laughs> no planets make an aspect. Um, we're just going to be kind of sitting in something. And it's Saturday. It's Saturn's day. So we're really feeling maybe some of that Saturnian um, stillness or heaviness. But because the moon's last aspect was coming off of Jupiter, there is maybe a sense of, of fun, um, a sense of relief that... Um, you know, we did all this work and we're seeing it become visible and now we're just kind of sitting with it on Saturday. Um, you know, I think that could be kind of a productive day, like a cleaning kind of day, uh, having a nice hangout with friends kind of day. It's like low key, but it's not a void. We're not lost in the sauce. We're just kind of, we're just kind of surfing through the reality. We've read the progress report, but we're not harping on it. <laughs> um, then Sunday, June 25th, um, 1.52 a.m., the moon trines Uranus. Um, and so it's interesting, you know, the last aspect was the moon trine Jupiter back on Friday evening and then, you know, overnight from Saturday into Sunday, we have this moon trine Uranus. There's something, you know, very innovative, unexpected about that. You know, if you're out late on Saturday night, really late, you know, 2 a.m., you might run into something unexpected, someone unexpected. You might come home and your drunk snack might be something you don't usually eat. Um, if you're out late partying, um, you know, there might be a little bit trouble sleeping. It is a trine, so it's not a jolt. It's more of a inspired thought. Um, so yeah, you might have a cool dream <laughs> overnight from Saturday into Sunday. Um, and then 1.25 PM, we have the moon square Mercury, um, and 2.20 p.m. we have the moon opposite Neptune. So moon square Mercury, that's a sort of like hyper intelligent, hyper mental, hyper verbal, like there's so many things going on in the mind. But then moon opposite Neptune is just sort of <laughs> confusion, haze, vibes, I'm gonna relax. So Sunday, the energy might be confusing. You might feel like you can do more than you can actually do. Um, and this is really emphasized by the fact that at 6.35 p.m., the Mercury squares Neptune. And so this is an aspect that we're 
going to be feeling, you know, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, the Mercury square Neptune, which it's interesting. We have Mercury in Gemini where Mercury has all of her faculties. She's so articulate. Mercury is femme for these purposes, I guess, right now. Uh, Mercury, you know, has all their faculties, has has everything together. As I said, so articulate, so good at explaining things, so good at writing and speaking. But square Neptune, she's like, needs to get a little bit more creative or imaginative, or there's something that's just, that goes a little left (laughs) of where you thought it was going to go. And that's something, yeah, that we might be feeling all weekend, but especially on Sunday. Um, And yeah, even, and so that's a, that's a day like Mercury is, you know, the travel and it's the to-do list. And so like, If you're driving a lot on Sunday, if you have a lot of stuff to do, like give yourself extra time, extra space, double check the directions. Um, Because yeah, Mercury square Neptune, there's just confusion in the air. Even though Mercury is good at her job, it's like she still is sort of under the influence of something. Um, And then right after that Mercury square Neptune aspect goes exact, we have the moon going in to Libra, heading toward the first quarter phase. So yeah, we end the week with the moon going in to our cardinal air sign. The sun is in our cardinal water sign. Um, Big sort of like initiative feeling, which again is going to lead to maybe some overwhelm on Sunday of like, Oh, I really want to start and initiate and do something, but try to take it slow, try to take it easy, double check, cross your I's, dot your T's, all of that. Oh yeah, if you're writing something, like have someone else proofread it, though, you know, all of us are dealing with Mercury Square Neptune, so everyone is going to be a little lost in the sauce, but just like double check stuff. Um, Don't put too much pressure on yourself to get things perfect. Because the stuff that comes out of this day, what's going to feel good is the stuff that's creative and poetic and flowing. Um, And so just to go over the important aspects of the week, uh, one last time, Monday, June 19th, 11.53 a.m., we have Jupiter sextile Saturn, Wednesday, June 21st. At 10.57 a.m., we have the sun entering Cancer for the solstice. 11.22 a.m., we have Mercury sextile Mars. 9.42 p.m., we have Mercury sextile Chiron. Um, Thursday, June 22nd, we have Mars trine Chiron at 11.52 p.m. And then on Sunday, June 25th, we have Mercury square Neptune at 6.35 p.m. And that's all I have for this week. Let me know your thoughts. Let me know how it's going. Um, And I'll be back next week with more. 